Netflix book club. Netflix book club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Hey, everybody. This is the Netflix book club. I'm Steve McDonald. I'm Casey Aurora. Dennis Rooney. Uh, this week's pick is Enron, The Smartest Guys in the Room. It is a documentary from 2005 about the Enron Corporation and the awful, terrible things that they did uh, as a company uh, and the ways that they essentially lied to everybody and then stole a lot of money from people. So uh, my my initial reaction to it is I've seen this movie a lot of times. Um, I have to admit that upon watching it again, it is not as good as I, th- as I remember it being. <laughs> I love the story. I love the story of Enron. I love the behind the scenes stuff. I love all of that, like how that company worked, the all of that different stuff. As a documentary, I don't. It's got problems, uh, which I didn't realize it had nearly as much anymore. Um, that crap is mad boring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be all, all honest with you guys. That was real boring. <laughs> it was. I mean, I get the information. If you don't know, people can be crappy at this point in your life. This documentary isn't going to help you. So that's a don't stream it? That's a don't stream it. I'm going to go with a don't stream it as well. Um, here's my thing. It was too smart for me. I still don't know what the hell I watched. I don't know. I know that I know nerds did bad things to both nerds and regular people alike, but it, a lot of it was over my head, and it just made me feel stupid, and I don't like to feel stupid. Let's so. just pull this See, out. I would, I would, personally, I would say you should stream it at least once just because it is, it's an important story um, historically. Nah, like, man, that like should be in a textbook somewhere, yeah. and that's you it. Just go to maybe Wikipedia. just read. Yeah, just maybe just read up on it. Yeah, I think that if somebody if somebody puts like a BuzzFeed article about it, we're just as good. <laughs> and you know, someone it circulates around. That's just as fine as watching this movie, which is what like ninety minutes long. I think it was like an hour forty. It was long. Hour forty eight, I think. So yeah, two don't watch yeah, it, right. and one watch it. Yeah. One watch it. Yeah, because no. I like I like people to make their own their own you know hundred and nine minutes. That's a long. That's a lot of minutes, man. It's a lot of, and I just couldn't, you know what it is when, when nerds get into positions of power, they become awful people. They become the bullies, you know? Yeah. So. Okay. Well, if, if you agree with them, then, uh, then don't stream and just keep listening after this entire thing. Uh, if, if you, if you agree with me, then I would say stream it and then come back, uh, for our completely spoiler filled, uh, discussion. I'm not a beat reporter, so I would have had no reason to look at Enron, but Jim Chanos mentioned to me that I should take a closer look at Enron's financial statements, and it wasn't clear from Enron's financial statements that there was fraud here, but what was clear is that something didn't didn't add up. In March 2001, Bethany McLean, a reporter with Fortune magazine, first raised questions about Enron's financial condition. She asked a simple question in the article that no one could seem to answer. How exactly does Enron make its money? Title okay. of this movie could have been Crooked Nerds, Stephen. That's what this could have been, dude. <laughs> Crooked Nerds getting back at society. Yeah. It's Spiteful not really, nerds. No, 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 because that's the thing is, is it's not really it's not really crooked nerds getting back at society. <laughs> that's the thing it's, though, is it's is just it, crooked nerds. It's yeah, just crooked nerds. It's it's this there's there's a there's a really interesting reality that started happening. Um in the in the nineties and uh, and into the two thousands, where essentially with the rise of the internet and the rise of like of like high frequency trading and all these different ways that we use the internet to uh, to uh, that we involve the internet in our economics and the way that we use technology in, in the way that we uh, transfer goods and services and stuff like that, uh, it became where people that used to go and work for like NASA 
Like they used to be like, I'm going to go work for NASA and I'm going to do awesome things and send somebody to the moon and make a satellite and do all this different stuff. We're like, I can make a shitload of money in finance by taking the same math and putting it to it. And Enron was one of the first companies where that was like, like they had super smart guys who decided to use all of their intelligence and all the stuff that used to go towards like engineering and science and focus it towards generating new revenue and then it all collapsed because it's not actually like a great way of doing things. <laughs> yeah, I don't Yeah, that's true. You don't really learn anything from it either. Like it's just the same old like all right, people can be corrupt. They can do awful things. Like there's no you see this time and time again. And that's why it was just kind of like, all right, Eh, to me, it was a long news story that you could have seen on a weeknight. Yeah, definitely a long. <laughs> that's what it is. Like a sixty minutes episode. Yeah, like that's what it could have. They could have trimmed out all the extra nonsense. These guys weren't even interesting. Like the most interesting dude was uh, the Asian guy who had yeah, a low strippers. Strippers. <laughs> and they cut him out like a third through the movie. I was like, yeah. what's he up to nowadays? Yeah, he guy. retires with like two hundred and fifty million. He's the only and one who kind of gets out clean. And yeah, a stripper. He retires with a stripper. He retires with a stripper. I'm gonna be honest. That guy was the coolest. I'm calling him Lopan, even though I know his name is I, not. Lopan. I think it was close to that. I it think was like it was close to Lopan. He just, he's just like, you know, what I think his realization was. He's looking around. He's like, yo, these white people are crazy. I'm out of here. And <laughs> yeah. he just takes his money and he just bounces to Colorado. Yeah, they had to get rid of the interesting part of the story. Yeah. immediately. Yeah, they're like, when we make a documentary about this in a couple of years, you can't be past the first thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the nerds are gonna have the meat and potatoes of this uh, documentary, but. Here's the thing, though, too, is that, like, uh, I would love to watch they... a spinoff with him only in it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a very interesting documentary. He should have, like, a FX series. That, his whole <laughs> section, his section, by the way, let's just separate Lopan's section from the rest of the documentary, okay? Yes. Lopan. I love that you're so confidently using the wrong name. <laughs> I don't care. Because that's how cause that guy is so boss. He is like yeah. Lopan from Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> yeah. He goes in. Kung Lao is amazing. Yeah, he is just this is what he does. He's like, oh, listen, I'm running my own division in the company. No one ever sees me. And then it just cuts to him just walking, you know, just like walking around. He gets some guy working in Canada now because he said he talked back to him. Yeah, he talked back to him at a strip club where they were using the company's money to buy strippers. And the whole section involving this dude, involving Lopan, is all nudity. It's just stripper. Yeah. Like, this is a great way to throw in nudity By the way, unnecessarily. Yeah, I mean, did that... Uh, <laughs> there was no need to have titties in that yeah, there's no need. <laughs> there's no need. So that. many titties. They were like, this there was is... An absolute, I, they, they didn't have enough. They should have had one every five minutes, so yeah. you kept watching. I'm just going to yes. point this out. I'm just going to point this out. For all of the terrible B-roll that they did use throughout yes. the entire movie, oh my God, that was so the much. best B-roll that yes. they could have chosen for the entire movie. I thought I was telling uh, Casey is that uh, that the movie you could tell was a documentary that came out before documentaries got really good. Like, yes. Yeah. Like they got really, yeah. really cut down, cut out all the fat because there's so much them panning left and right of office chairs. And no. Like, and the funny thing is, it, the, it's ridiculous after a while. Just yeah. like, all right, I get it. There's a table. You're shooting it. It's the in director. A no, no. And it's, it's really interesting to me because the director, uh, Alex Gibney, has done a lot of great movies. Like this is this is earlier on. Not I wouldn't say earlier on is in his one career, of his earlier things. But it's it's one of the earlier like big documentaries that he had come out because he did Taxi to the Dark Side. He did the movie Gonzo uh, about um, Hunter S. Thompson. Gonzo, Hunter S. I like. I saw that. They did. He did We Steal Secrets about WikiLeaks that just came out. Uh, I think this past year. 
Like he's a really good documentarian. I would he say tells a story very well. It's just it, hilarious mm. to me because when you look back on this, and this because this is my thing is. When I look at the movie, and I think one of the things that you guys that I think is really funny about what you guys say of like of like yeah, this is just another corrupt uh, like another corrupt business story is that it's like no, this is the first one in this in 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 the technological sense. It was every the way that we the way that it was in electricity. It was everywhere. No, no, but in the way that we now in in 2014 we look back and we're like yeah, all these guys are corrupt. That's exactly what they're doing. You're looking at high frequency trading that we've got now. You're looking at the way that the stock market crashed in 2008. You're looking at the way that the housing market was put together. Very true. All of these very corrupt things. This was these were these were guys that were doing it in 1999 and 2000 when the internet was still people being like you can get email. Yeah. Like that's the ridiculous thing about this. And it's why it's an important thing, and it's why I like the documentary, is that it's essentially like a microcosm or a canary in the coal mine for what we ended up having happen across the country in multiple different It's sectors. a good historical piece. Yeah, that's, yeah and that's it's why I like it. Is that it's got that, that landmark crime. historical piece thing where... Yes. It's a very good historical piece because it was boring. Yeah. yeah, that's... I will I would say I will the say soundtrack that. was good, though. You know I did what? enjoy that the soundtrack. That was what he kept saying. Yeah. I walked in on Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. I walked in I on Dennis the watching the thing, and he literally pauses the movie and goes, the soundtrack to this movie is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Love Fool, Red <laughs> Hot Chili Peppers. They're it's killing like they shot this very, like... 45 year old man documentary yeah. and then they were like we need yeah. to add another 20 minutes sure it's going to be a little too long but let's just throw in some titty some motocross and some <laughs> 90s songs yeah. and boom we got a marketable well this is what i will say because i rewatched, i watched it uh i watched it the other day and then i rewatched it this morning i watched like segments of it this morning to prepare and um and i was watching that part with the motocross thing and i was listening very long very long scene <laughs> the scene yeah. with the motocross stuff is too long but i will say this is that you had mentioned where you were like there? Uh, Dennis was talking to me before the show. And he's like, he's like, they're they're showing these clips of guys like jumping over yeah, huge stuff doing and supermans and yeah. all these stunts. There's and no tricks way and that that's what they were doing, and it's like that's absolutely true. But I do know what they were doing, which was because they say they went on like they went on like a th- like twelve hundred like a twelve hundred mile thing, thing yeah. through the Baja. Yeah. Okay, which is that's, rough. But no, no, I'm just and saying. the thing is, is that's literally there's another documentary which I will probably make you guys watch at some point, but which is much better than this one. Great. Uh, <laughs> it's called that's called From Dust to Glory. Yeah. Um, where they it's it's an entire documentary about the Baja 1000, which is a race that they have all the time right. there, and literally people die. Like yeah. people die. Like they 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 hit shit and they flip over and yeah. they die on that trip. So it was like well, a ridiculous trip they the went thing, on. I'm it sure just wasn't jumping over things. Twelve hundred miles through the Baja, I'm sure is rough. But keep in mind, these guys aren't racing and they're millionaires, so they're probably hiring local dudes to help they're, them out. They have all the best. They're hiring stuff. someone else to race, and they're like, yeah, "Tell me that. behind you." No, this see, qu- this is the thing, and this is what that scene I think was trying to point out, and it didn't do a great job of it. But it's what it was trying to point out is, is that these guys weren't those guys. These these guys weren't the guys that were like where, you know, you you have this depiction in a certain sense of like CEOs and these different things where it's like it's like, you know, some guy in a suit being like being like, oh, there's my race car that's out there. I'm a part of this team and they aren't a part of it. No, these are guys where essentially like like the adrenaline that these guys work off of is the kind of adrenaline where it's like where it's like every day I go in and I I go in and I sit on a trading floor and I trade like, like a hundred and fifty million dollars worth of natural gas. Right. 
And it's like the pressure and the intensity of those kind of guys, the kind of thing where somebody sits and they go, and the thing is, is that they're on the hook for it to a certain extent when you're trading commodities like that, where your company is on the hook for it. So every single day they can make bets on the marketplace where they're up to their eyeballs $2 million, where they lost $2 million that day. And they've got to clear it the next day where they've got to be able to, they've got to be able to manipulate the price, push things along. And this is during a time period where everything wasn't digital. Now everything is now everything in the commodities market is is based on algorithms. It's essentially algorithms fighting with each other. This was during a different time period. I don't like how this nerd is trying to make nerd sound so extreme. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know I, can't, I can't wait for your suggestion three weeks from now where you suggest we take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I mean, the good thing is is that we will take a nap rather than watching Old Boy. It, Are you fucking kidding it, me? Uh, Let's uh, watch the new Old Boy. And then yo, did any of you fall asleep I'll, during that? You know what? At least I understood Old Boy. Yeah, you know what yeah, I could have yeah, used yeah. in this documentary? A lot of documentaries will have like a cartoon thing in the first 15 minutes <laughs> yeah. that really spells it all out for you, like in simplest terms, like Michael Crichton shit. Like, this is how we brought back dinosaurs, and it shows the less cartoons. titties, more Mickey Mouse. Less titties, like, more Mickey Mouse. This That's what I needed. Felt like Enron gave them the money to make yeah, this movie. Funded <laughs> by <laughs> Enron. Hey, look at this. Look at this. Documentary we showed to all the people that lost millions of dollars from the company. It really Sorry. did because it didn't seem that they fo- they didn't come off as that bed of people no, but they ruined didn't. lives they just they got too deep yeah. they just yeah. got too really this, this that's got what we're gonna hands. get to these guys and yeah. then like they also it felt like it was made too soon like it was made like right before the trials mm. it was made off the 2003 the book happened in 2006 uh, the only no, time it was made in really 2005. Well, it was made in 2005. Made 2005. I know the trial it was, it was in 2006. It was based on the 2003 book of the same name. Yeah, yeah. and they were probably making the documentary like uh, like a year after that. So it was uh, the documentary was probably made in 2004. Yeah, like, right just, on the back right, of the book. Like, so a couple of years after, I feel like this this should have been made. Like, like once the fog got lifted a little bit. But it never really is, yeah. though. They never really do that. They Because they want to get, uh, they want to jump. Get it while up. it's hot. Yeah, get it while it's hot. Yeah, and then you don't really see. Well, the other thing you got to remember is, is that, like I, mean, I said. 2005 after 2001 collapse. That is pretty. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like hot. 2005, 2005, nobody, know that, nobody knew that 2008 was coming. Mm. I knew it was point. coming. Mm. I knew it, was it the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, look at these silly geese in this movie. Did you guys get all your money out of your investments? Did you guys get? Oh, what? I, was put it, I put it right into Chuck E. Cheese immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, the uh, the la- the two guys, the three guys involved. It was uh, Ken Lay, Jeff Sh- Skilling, and uh, Andrew Fasting, I believe. Or Fast Fast Down. Down, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's Ken Lay died. He had a heart attack. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and supposedly he's Oh, this dead. isn't featured in the doc. No, it's no, not. It's the this aftermath. Is aftermath. Oh. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Skilling was sentenced originally to 24, 24 years, years but then they, they took out, they took 10 years off his stay, and now he's only doing like 10 or 14 years. 14, I hear he's only going to- As soon as he can uh, be released, is like 2020. I hear he's only going to do like- No, 2017, he's up for uh, parole. Parole, yeah. So he'll be out soon anyway. He'll be out even sooner. Yeah. You know why? He's doing the taxes for all the guards. Fantastic. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. I wish you would let he me squeeze that in. better get busy living or get busy dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the other guy, Andrew Fastiger, I don't know what happened to him. I, I think he he took it. He took I'll tell you who's still Andy. having a good time. Yeah, Lopan. Lopan. <laughs> yeah, he's just sitting there. You, he really fun. is. He's the guy who went out with the best. That's smartest. What, one yeah. of the things I'll say is is that what I think is interesting about the guys that really fucked over the con- the company, where it's like when you've got like like 
Kenneth Lay essentially was a was like an old school CEO. He was like just in it to make money, but in the same way that like Goldman Sachs is just in it to make money, like it's a normal thing. Right. And Jeff Skilling was was like this. I'm a prodigy. I'm so smart that you can't stop me. It's ideas, ideas, ideas will always make us money. We'll always be able to dig ourselves out of a hole because of these ideas. Whereas Andy Fastow is just a sociopath. Like he just doesn't care. Yeah, he's, he's the, the guy. Like, like the thing is, is that when you look at these other guys, that's what I think is kind of interesting about the documentary and why it doesn't feel as much like an attack on these people for like ruining people's lives is that I really do think that like Kenneth Lay was greedy, but didn't think he was hurting anybody. Like internally, Jeff Skilling was just continually like, "I'm smart enough to get myself out of this. I can, we can totally get ourselves out of it." And when he jumped ship and sold all his stock and made a shitload of money, that was when it was like, "Okay, well, you're an asshole." Like, I liked yeah. him when he like played Darth Sidious, but um, <laughs> what? Oh, wow, <laughs> wow, okay, yeah. wow. And right. then that should be whereas, in the documentary for how bad. <laughs> <laughs> but as but Andy Fastow just didn't care. Like Andy Fastow was like he seemed to revel in the idea that he was that he was screwing people the over. Majority of them he was didn't just care. one of those guys. But it's not that they didn't care, but like Andy Fastow seemed like it was like he had looks on his face face throughout the entire proceedings, everything that was going on, where it was like where it was like you stole a hundred million dollars from somebody, and he's kind of like yeah. I didn't like also, but they also tried to put in that kind of that Milgram experiment where they put there's like well, I mean they were told by higher ups to do it, so I guess they were just given orders. Yes, well, yeah. And it's like, yeah. You know how many phone calls they played and different stuff throughout the movie. People knew within that company. This is, I I can't people I people can't within not believe the Milgram experiment people. thing though. That wasn't supposed to be towards the towards the people that were in the company. That was supposed to be towards the analysts that were listening to the company. So the company just says, "Yeah, everything's good," and then the analysts were turning around and instead of analyzing anything, instead of actually looking at the numbers, right. essentially the big, the big like they're so charming thing that the guys at Enron did was that they built a set of numbers that was so that was so quote unquote complicated that they turned to somebody and they went, "It's too complicated to understand. Trust me, it's good." And then I, the analysts didn't want to lose their job by saying, "I don't understand these numbers," and then they ended up going, "Okay, cool. Like I like cool. You say it's good. I believe you." Uh, I, I do like how Enron was just blatantly assholes with their slogan, ask why. Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead. Ask, ask why. why. Yeah. I just, I like the guy at the end. He's just like, I just didn't ask why. Enough. Oh yeah. That was so <laughs> stupid. I was like, you prepared that you. I don't, yeah. I don't know if there was one likable person they interviewed. What was Sh the priest? Sh Even the priest. I was like the blonde chick. Sharon Watkins. How is she not likable? The blonde chick? The, the, blonde the one, the whistleblower. Yeah. Yeah, the blonde chick. Yeah, the Southern Belle lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who just condescended? <laughs> she was the best. No, she was so hot, dude. She was annoying. <laughs> she was upper class. I she was, was snooty. Are she you was kidding me? Oh, no, I met the other one. The one that went for like the the fatter one. The, the one who was on the couch in the dark yeah, room? Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, liked the her. One, the one <laughs> I liked her. Purposely made it darker so you don't have to look at her. <laughs> yeah, she co-wrote the, co the book. They had her. She was she was co-writer of the book. Oh, yeah. The I mean, I liked her yeah. more, but she was still kind of, you know. Um, what I think is interesting. I'm not up for snitches, even if they are taken yeah. down. Like a huge I'm not up for snitches. You're not okay I'm with not up for snitches. No, just the way you interviewed. No, I don't know. Here's the thing. These guys were businessmen. These guys were businessmen. Up until they were actually doing illegal things, I almost, I'm like, you know what? If they're smart enough to do it and other people are buying into that shit, they're businessmen. They're making money. Like, how can I knock that in a way? Well, no, as long and as that's, not 
that's one of the things that right off the bat in the movie, there's two things that they have a problem with. Where I mean, that's it's bullshit not because a, I'm just accepting these rules that, hey, they didn't a, break the rules. It's okay. Well, no, it's not, that's the thing mm-hmm. is that it's not about that they broke the rules. It's not about it's that the rules that we have set up as a society are completely fucked. That that to me is the re like when when you look at this documentary historically when you look at the economics that are behind the entire thing the two things that it proves are is that is that a free market system of selling something like energy merged with a with a mark to market accounting practice which are still things that happen today these are still unregulated marketplaces that involve that involve a company that's using shady accounting practices is something that is absolutely happening right now. And the reality that you come down to that is is that things like that can destroy the whole country. And there are people that it, like the documentary to me as you know it 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 spells out in very human terms the element of that that people that humans are absolutely corruptible and that people will always end up becoming corrupt whether there is a free market system whether you have if you don't have checks and balances on the different system that you're working within people will take advantage of it and they will always take advantage of people it people are always going to try and get theirs yes and yeah. i like the yeah. fact that they tied in the with the president of uh, george bush yeah, that whole aspect i feel yeah. like they really went good. deep enough with they that. didn't they didn't no, go they deep didn't. enough yeah. into the aspect of but maybe that's because when it came out it, were were they getting you know when they were trying to yeah, they might email or flag. contact yeah. those people. Maybe they didn't want the flag, or well, maybe they weren't the getting time, the information. When mm. when this movie came out, Bush was the president. Yeah, that's yes. what I'm saying. Yes. That's yes. why when it's this, like that's now why. it almost looks like in hindsight, it's like when I watched this, I was like, I was like, yeah, he was involved in that. But it's like when it came out, it's like the president right now. Yeah, it's like if they in the thing had like Barack Obama's largest contributor was Enron, is that it's like it'd be like, oh shit, because he's the president now. Yeah, but yeah. it was a little bit more scathing at the time. I could. I could, Crazy. I could use them going deeper into that, the presidential thing. And also, like like we said earlier, we didn't really see any like human, how people got ruined. We saw the one lineman guy, the yeah, one electrical yeah, yeah. dude, yeah. who's like, I had 300000 saved out in my pension. And they now, gave him like 20 bucks to 2400 something like that. Something absolutely see, that's why people go into their jobs and shoot up the fucking place. Or the yeah. lady who threw the pie at Skilling. I love yeah. that. <laughs> blueberry. What was the symbolism of the blueberry? I, she was no sour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was happy Ugh. that lady's money got taken. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Come up with a better PR thing. But yeah, the, well, no, the funny thing is, whenever it's the people that had their money taken, that's the thing that sucks is is that and why it's important to have like to have people pay attention to these type of things and why I think it's an important documentary to watch is that the people who get screwed over are the linemen. The people who get screwed over are the people who are on the ground working as blue-collar yeah. workers for these companies. The guys that were the traders on the floor, they made their money. Right. They made millions and millions and millions of dollars, and they're going to walk away with it. It's and they're circular. Gonna go, they're going to go weep that they lost their job on their yacht. You, It's yeah. circular when you think about it because there's heavy regulations, and then people are complaining no one's making money, everyone's upset, but this corruption doesn't happen. And then they finally loosen up on this, and then corruption happens on a huge scale level, and then they go, our oh, way. We got to batten down the hatches again. Yeah. And it, it just constant. This it's a circle. It's it like constantly you give, happens. Like you yeah. Give it, you give an inch, and Lopan takes the stripper. It's just yeah, what that's happens. it. I listen, I'm excited for smartest guy in the world, a Lopan story. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to. I would to. stream the shit out of that. Yeah, like, I, I would stream that twice. I think I think that we absolutely should have that be the thing, and not even reference the fact that his that his name is not Lopan. <laughs> we do an episode of it, and it doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see when he took her to Antarctica? How <laughs> How sweet. <laughs> All right. So uh, I say 
Dom Strayman, I'm sticking with that. It wasn't that interesting to me, and it wasn't even that well made, I don't think. So that's my opinion. I'm going to say don't stream it. Uh, I think it was like a long news article. You could have probably at the time. But, uh, I mean, it's good. It's just not worth watching. I would say stream it and uh, and and have a nice, good laugh at all of the B-roll that they use because it really is terrible. Titties. I, I, I agree <laughs> that it's terrible. Okay. All right. And, okay, this, uh, has next, been, uh, this has been the Netflix What do we got next week? What do we got next week? This has been the Netflix book club. Next week we are going to watch... Uh, Chinatown with Jack Nicholson. That's my Ooh, choice. Dan Rooney. I think he's going to be dead soon. I have it. You guys haven't seen it? Casey hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it. Have I've you seen, seen it? it. You, you excited to watch it again? I'm excited to watch it again. I haven't seen it in a number of years. Awesome. Tune in next week, guys. Thanks for listening.